That was a super cool remix of our theme song by Eli Rexford Chambers. Hi, everyone. My name is Jordan Reed. I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology, paranormal things, cryptids. Oh, wait, I said that. You're throwing me off with that thing. We talk about anything spooky related. Yep, that's true. Every single week. Sorry, I'm actually a robot. Bleep blorp. Every single week since the dawn of civilization, Lindsay and I will both research a few topics separately of one another. Lindsay will be a real human in the in the non-robot world. I will be a robot in the human world. And then we reconvene inside of our house and discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm dedicating my portion of the show to Eli Rexford Chambers, who made us that wonderful Spooky Spouses electronic theme song song. I was going to dedicate my portion of the show to wonderful trumpet-thighed Eli Rexford Chambers as well. We can both dedicate it to him. Okay, double dedication. Double dedication. Do you want to say that one? Double dedication. I will have done something so cool. Okay, cool. Wow, like yeah. really cool. Because it didn't are... sound very cool when I just said it out loud right now. Try it again. Well, no, because like you just said it and then I said it again. It just wasn't very cool. Because we're hearing it in real time. Yeah. My mom sent me a Marco Polo recently, and she, because apparently on Marco Polo, well, not apparently, I also know this, but I guess my mom just found out that you can do voice effects, and she sent me a Marco Polo saying, how can I can't, how come I can't hear that when I'm actually doing it? And I thought that was a really heady question unintentionally, but it was kind of like a weird, whoa, kind of like Like, where's technology going to go that like we can hear voice effects in real immediately. time. Yeah. Wow. Maybe that's our, the next thing coming for, you know, the world. Maybe. Maybe. Well, that's our show. Thanks so much for <laughs> sticking with us, everybody. And we'll see you later. 
Well, hey, since Eli made that really cool intro to our show, Lindsay, do you know what are some fun facts about Eli who does music that maybe a lot of people don't know about? Oh, boy. I feel like he's just a mystery man, you know? He is a mystery man. When I used to work with Eli, there was like a good maybe three weeks that Eli was just bringing in raw garlic and chopping it up and eating it. There's a lot of food, a lot of weird food things. Not weird, just very Eli-specific food things that happened. I remember there was once, because I also worked there, it was a fun little place. (laughs) Uh, Lindsay was mine and Eli's boss, and that's just a little little nugget of info. (laughs) And there was, uh, I think also for maybe about a three-week stretch, where Eli would always in the morning bring in a cooked omelet. Yeah, he did that too. But we started our shift at 7 a.m., so either Eli was making an omelet late at night, which is funnier, or he would wake up very early and make an omelet at like 6 in the morning and then bring it to work. Well, before you worked there, we used to start at 6 a.m. Oh. So think about if he brought an omelet then, then he was either waking up at like 4 or 5 in the morning. He was a 5 a.m. omelet boy. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. That's just his thing. Lindsay, what's the earliest time of day you've ever made an omelet? I don't, probably like 10. I mean, I don't really mm. cook though, so. But you know your way around some eggs. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> actually, I'm not really good with eggs. I'm not really good with cooking eggs. You usually do that for me because I'm, I'm good at baking mm-hmm. and recipes that have for sure every like instruction that you could possibly think of. Yes, and that's why I'm bad at baking because I don't like following rules or listening to rules a little bit of this a little bit of that or like there's i think case in point why i'm very bad at reading recipes is because i was trying to make pork one time pulled pork and i read the brining recipe as the actual recipe and i was like wow a half a cup of salt i guess this thing requires a lot of salt and i put that in the pork slow cooking mixture and it was disgusting yeah there's a lot of salt Well, speaking of salt, (laughs) should we jump into... I'm first this week. You're first this week. It's our 144th episode. It is 144. What's our angel number? I'm not looking it up. I am... You know it by heart. I know it by heart. I'm just talking like I am looking it up, like I'm searching at the same time because it's just... just I just have a lot going on. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of going through a hard time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, angel number 144 means it encourages you to keep striving ahead. Don't take no for an answer. Expect miraculous answers and solutions to appear as you need them. Building solid foundations, working diligently towards achieving goals, practicality, honesty, integrity. It seems like 144 kind of just has it all. Hmm. Well, I don't think 144 has anything to do with my topic. Your topic is about quitting and uh, just kind of going, oh, whatever. Just cry it out. Cry it out. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best uh, medicine. Okay. Anyways, my topic (laughs) is about some of the most dangerous kids toys that has ever existed. Can I guess one of them really quick? Yes. Can I guess two of them really quick? Yeah. What do you think? Okay. How long are my guesses allowed to be? Because, you know, depending on... Well, I don't have, like, the infinite items that were ever dangerous. So so your guesses might be correct, but they might just not be on my list. Okay. My first guess is Stretch Armstrong. No. Okay. Because that... But what are your 
th- your thoughts. Well, Stretch Armstrong, for those of you who don't know, was a blonde dude who was about a foot, maybe a little over a foot tall, and was filled with this like super, super thick gelatinous mystery liquid or mystery substance that you could stretch this thing's arms and legs and head everywhere and like tie it around stuff and whatever. Just a giant stretchy toy. And I think that is dangerous because you could easily tie that around someone's neck and really hurt them. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, or, <laughs> there was a lot of dangerous toys. Or like you could take a bite out of it and eat it and then who knows what that is and how that's going to affect your body. Okay. Okay, so maybe that's on there. And then also the toy Gooey Louie. That one, didn't we talk no, about that game? No, but we talked game? about Gooey Louie. It just had like gooey boogers that you picked out of its nose, which was weird, but I, just think I don't think as... it was dangerous. I mean, yeah, anytime you can put something in your mouth is dangerous, but... Oh, okay. See, that's where I'm going, like choking hazard style. Yeah, and there are a lot of choking hazard toys, but these are some of the top lawsuit dangerous toys. Okay, yeah, which is scary and... Scary. Larry. It's scary and Larry. Great. <laughs> the first one I have is from the 1970s. It was a sci-fi toy called the Battlestar Galactica Colonial Viper. That's a long name. So it was basically this like toy that had projectile missiles that would shoot kind of like a Nerf gun type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was made all out of plastic and metal. So when a four-year-old aimed it into his mouth and choked... Um, yeah, it was definitely recalled and there was many lawsuits that were called because of choking hazards and small pieces. I knew it. Choking hazards. Yeah, I don't know those why. are a big one. I mean, a lot of, a lot of the toys that I'm not going to talk about are choking hazards and messing up your insides because of magnets. Ew. Because a lot of toys have magnets and them, those small little magnets and they're not, which a magnet is fine to have in a toy, but it has to be very secure. Yeah. One would say very secure because if you were to swallow a magnet and then walk past your fridge, you're just sklunk. You're yeah. You're stuck to the fridge forever now. Forever until you can number two the magnet out, which might be an issue because the magnet might not want to pass then your, your body. Then your poop would be stuck to the fridge. Now, that's embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. Hey, now, whose turd's on the fridge? <laughs> well, uh, did anyone swallow a magnet recently? Uh, some of these toys I actually had. Like, a really? lot of them I actually had, yeah. Um, the next one I have is Sky Dancers, which I had. I remember those. Yeah, they were little fairy figurines that had soft foam wings that allowed them to twirl in the air when they were launched. But if you remember, when you would pull the string, the zip cord, and they'd launch, like, they would launch pretty high like velocity like they were intense there are a few toys that quite literally grip and rip and these things were these things came out hot yeah well the consumer product safety commission um received 150 reports alone on just eye injuries broken teeth and even a mild concussion oh my god it knocked someone out could you imagine saying what happened to your tooth? Oh, I uh, I got beat up by uh, a fairy. A sky dancer. <laughs> oh, a sky dancer punched me in the mouth. Well, what if they just rebranded it and instead of calling it a sky dancer, they just call it like a tooth puncher? Yeah, or like a sky, even like a like a sky fighter, <laughs> because then it becomes sort of a challenge, and then you can aim your sky yeah, fighter at good. your friends. Yeah, that's good too. There was this one toy. It was a giant Nerf bazooka that you would pump up with air and just. 
Yeah. It would make this horrifying noise. Yeah, I'm not even getting like getting into most of the weapons, but even back then, like they had like actual vintage like machine guns yeah. that were like full of actual like metal pellets. Let's get more non-weapon based <laughs> toys. We need we need more s- stretchy humans and stuff. And yeah, goop. like my next one, creepy crawlers. I loved creepy crawlers. I had creepy crawlers. This also stands on the same level as the Easy Bake Oven, um, which creepy crawlers was so cool. You made what spiders, frogs, lizards, anything, insects. You would make them out of like little goop, little goop things. You bake them. Yeah, but the problem was that the oven got. In Easy Bake and Creepy Crawlers, is the oven actually got really hot, and the liquid itself was actually (laughs) tested to be toxic liquid. I don't understand. (laughs) Like I, for for some of these toys, I just picture a a bunch of people around this giant table at some meeting passing off on this thing, or all these toys going. So basically, you cook bugs and stuff, and eh, it's a little bit toxic, and it is a fire hazard. But are you cool with that? Oh, we're cool with it. Yeah, let's do it. The thing about the Easy Bake Oven was like, okay, back then there was the housewife thing, you know, they did the cooking. So it's like, oh, they wanted the little the little children to be able to cook as well. And this is like, we, we had those, what, like early 90s, mid 80s? Yeah, but the problem is it's like, okay, when you're cooking something, don't you usually tell your kids to stay away from the stove? Exactly. So why give them a mini <laughs> stove? It makes no sense. You know, fun fact about creepy crawlers, the the theme song used to go creepy crawlers like that. Yeah. And syllabically that fit with spooky spouses. And when we were first starting the show and we were talking to Eli about our theme song, we we played around with with the idea of having it start off spooky spouses like creepy crawlers. Yeah. And I thought that was uh, it's fun to know, I guess. Well, I guess we weren't as, as dangerous as the creepy crawlers, so. You and I are are like the most undangerous people. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I had this one figures. Um, the CSI fingerprint examination investigation forensics lab, forensics lab kits. <laughs> of course, I had that one as a child. Yeah, and you. But the the only person who was getting in trouble for stuff was either your mom or your brother. <laughs> they were always getting in yeah, trouble. Yeah, exactly. I would. Put it on glasses. I would do door handles. I would analyze everybody's stuff, like you know, normal things that like six year old does. It's yeah, just whatever. You made you made clothes. You made a Bruce <laughs> Springsteen jacket for your bear or for your cat, and then you fingerprinted your family. Yeah. Um. Well, this toy you don't think it would be dangerous, besides finding out that your brother ate your leftover spaghetti. Oh But yeah. the actual powder used in the kit to like get the fingerprints had remnants of asbestos in it oh wow they just had some leftover and they were like well, we got to get rid yeah, of this just, stuff we'll put it in there um it also contains seven percent of trimolite i feel like you can make that in stardew valley <laughs> <laughs> or you find it in the caverns or something but it's basically one of the most dangerous forms of asbestos who how how did some of these toys get made see when i was doing this whole research I'm like, yeah, there are so many dangerous toys out there. Yeah. It's like, who was making these? My next one is moon shoes. 
I had these. I had moon shoes too, but I got them taken away because I fractured my ankle. <laughs> and <laughs> lo and behold, they were never recalled, but they they were reported to cause many ankle fractures and leg injuries. These things. So, Linz, explain these in case some people listening do not know what moon shoes are. They're basically shoes that are made into like trampolines for your You're being really generous when you say shoes, too. They were like (laughs) plastic... Straps. Plastic, yeah, foot coffins almost. It was like a platform with straps. With really terrible elastic that, you know, (laughs) you think you step on them, you bounce super high up. I think you actually got less air with these things. Right. And they were really cumbersome and you fell all the time. I remember I got some for Christmas one year and I was stoked that it didn't snow I was like, I can go use my moon, my moon shoes now. <laughs> and I, they hurt. Everything about them just kind of hurt. Yeah, you, they weren't really that exciting either. And like, think about it. Trampolines are already very, very dangerous. I mean, that's not even a toy that I'm going to even bring up. But it's like, let's take a really gigantic dangerous thing and, and then again, make it smaller for your for your child to jump around in. I don't know how many times... We had a trampoline growing up. I don't know how many times I got really hurt on that thing. Yeah. One of my one of my friends knocked his front tooth out on it. I fall I, I fell off the thing numerous times and fell in dog poop. Uh, Ew. Just, I remember I fell off one time right on my shoulder. A, just Ew. a pile of dog poop right on my shoulder. That's it was, terrible. It was terrible. And I blame trampolines for it. Because mm. without that, I wouldn't be flying in the air out of nowhere falling in poop. So that's just a little bit of science. Poop trampolines. The next one I have we actually talked about was the Snack Time Cabbage Patch Doll. Oh. Where it was a toy in the 90s that got recalled because it had a real chewing motion and it got people's hair and, yeah, ripped chunks of kids' hair out. (laughs) And their their hunger was never satisfied. They would just chomp and chomp Yeah, they would just keep chomping. This one is the Gilbert U. 238 Atomic Energy Lab. Wait, before before <laughs> you talk about that. Yeah. Really quick, going back to the cabbage patch. Yeah. Who's sitting around at some meeting going, how do we sell these things? Ah, what if we make one of them eat? And them going, yeah, let's make them eat. Well, I think it's the problem weird. was like, yeah, they found like different enhancement they could do with toys and like it worked for some things, but then other things it was like, no, that's probably not a good idea because what if someone sticks their finger in it or they get their hair caught? Like it's very common sense. Like I feel like at toy com like toy companies, they should have like one person that's a head honcho and it's called the common sense guy. One or one the common person, sense person. One person that hates toys. Yeah. The common sense person <laughs> and you have to everything gets approved. And then you take it to the common sense person, and that person has to be like, Really? Or like, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, if you can, it's almost like that Food Network show, Sweet Genius, that was on a while ago. Yeah. Where it was, what, what's his name? Ron Ben Israel. He seemed like, <laughs> How do you remember these things? I just thought, I just think he's such a fun person. Okay. And, It seemed like he hated all desserts, but if you got a dessert that he liked, you knew you really made it. Yeah. Sweet genius. Okay. (laughs) It's such a silly show, but you have someone on the toy board, uh, common sense sense person who absolutely hates toys. Toys Mm -hmm. bring this person no joy whatsoever. Mm -hmm. If you can get this common sense person to go, I don't hate it. 
Yeah. Then, then you know you got a good toy. But I could just picture them going up. We have the Cabbage Patch doll, but this one like eats kind of. Why do you need a toy that eats food? Go back to the drawing board. I don't know. It was a new thing. I don't know. Go back and make one moonwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Put moon boots. Put moon boots on, on that, that dumb thing. On that Cabbage Patch doll. All right. The Gilbert U-238 Atomic Energy Lab. I love this. Already by the name, you can tell that it was from the 50s. <laughs> from the 50s. And it had actual liquid nitrogen in it. Well, you're not far off. Oh, sweet. So most kits today that have like some kind of scientific element about like atomic stuff or radiation and stuff. They have like food, dye, sugar, salt. Well, this kit actually had actual particles of ionizing radiation. Oh, it had radioactive pieces to it? Yeah. And since it was from the 50s, it was never banned or recalled because we didn't have those laws back then. But yeah, it would actually mist trails of particles of ionizing radiation as you did the chemical experiment. Wow. Yeah, so you just gave children radiation. I wonder I wonder if my dad ever used one of those. Well, it was a kid's toy, yeah. Well, yeah, in the 50s. He was born yeah. in 1950, and now all of a sudden... He just, two of his teeth fell out. Well, here is... I'm thinking maybe he got some (laughs) radiation. (laughs) Maybe he ate some. Here's the thing, though. In the 1950s, this was a really sought-after toy. This was $50 on the shelf. So In 1950s? In 1950. So today, it would be over $300. Holy moly! For this toy. Who spent $300 on a bunch of radioactive garbage? Hate their kids, I guess. (laughs) I, I wonder. I wonder if the uh, if the if the commercials were like, "Hey, kids, you want a blah blah science and blah blah." Now, this part of the commercial is just for your parents, and they like wait ten seconds for the kids to leave the room. Hey, if you want to give your kids just trace amounts of radiation poisoning, <laughs> this is the toy for you. It will cost you three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I I see. I have a feeling that this toy was like targeted, and it was so expensive because it was like one of those toys that people thought like if you got your kid that. It was going to they were going to be like super smart, like scientists and stuff like it was actual an educational toy. They'd get into MIT and no problem whatsoever. Apparently, you just grow up and your teeth fall out. This kid does a science experiment like no problem. You paid $50, which is almost $300 today to give your kid radiation. I'm trying to think like what toys now would be like you paid that much for that thing. But I also don't I mean, know speaking anything of about dangerous toys. toys. I think of like the hoverboard. Oh yeah, those things I mean, are so dangerous. They're so dangerous. They blow up. First of all, they yeah. catch fire. Careful with this thing because it'll just burst into flames uh, <laughs> randomly. And the fact that it's just sketchy. Yes, extreme. You, you know what I think the most dangerous toy is? Huh. Cell phones. No, because of apps and social medias. Okay. Well, also from the 1950s was the Austin Magic Pistol. Uh, This gun was used. um, It had had gas-powered combustion to launch a ball. Um, Yeah, so it used calcium cybite. Um, which is a hazard material that would explode when you mixed it with water. Oh, great. So if, if the kids were using this in the rain, their guns are just exploding? Yeah. 
pretty much. Um, so aquadots. I had aquadots. Aquadots? Aquadots. So aquadots were like these little beads. Think of like when you melt those little plastic beads together and you can make little trinkets. Oh. Like those little hollowed out plastic beads. They were kind of like that, but they would set with water. So you didn't have to melt them. So you think like, oh, well, those are kind of safer. I would think immediately much safer. Uh, Yeah, but actually the little plastic beads were set with... um, Human bone. No, it was a glue that was the GHB. I don't know the full technical term for it, but basically GHB is a drug that's found primarily in the date rape drug. Oh my gosh! Um, so these little beads being swallowed, obviously, because yeah. again, choking hazard, it was causing severe sickness and even putting kids in comas. Holy moly! Like, who, the, who is like, this is a really bad drug. Yeah. Let's use it in our plastic. Let's put it in a children's toy. That's why you need a common sense person. If you're listening, I almost said Haribo, but that's not that. Those are the 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 gummies. Yeah. If you're listening, Mattel. If you're listening, I don't know what's the other to- Barnum and Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, Toys R Us and and uh, oh, Toys R Toys, Toys R Us. That's why Toys R Us is gone, isn't it? I think what well, uh, I think they're done because of cell phones. Because it's like a. Oh, man, Toys R Us's are probably haunted of the dead children that died from the toys. From all the terror, I, it's like thirty percent of the shelves. Oh, if yeah. we're not, if we're, if we're totally excluding choking hazards from toys, yeah, thirty percent of the shell of of the 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 shelves and toy stores are just booby trapped for, for children. Like, okay, in the toy store, if you walked in, what would be like the safest toy that would be? filling the shelves because it was the only thing that was actually safe that was for sale okay immediately i went beanie babies but no you could probably choke you could choke on a beanie baby and then i was thinking okay gack or some sort of slime but then again that could be toxic that could be toxic you never know what's in gack if you really never know what's in any mass-produced ooze that you stick your fingers in it and it makes a fart sound you really don't need to trust that yeah and then i was thinking like okay maybe like like those water those like weird little water worm things that you would squeeze but those would pop yeah and it was like slippery liquid paper and crayons paper cut nope crayons you can chomp (laughs) on them and, and then you have very upsetting looking number two um, well, I don't know. There, are, there's no safe toy. There is really no safe toy because anybody could eat anything. You would think, air. Nope. You could um, because you have allergies. You have allergies. Oh, so you could man. think the great outdoors, nature's toy. <laughs> but then you could, I don't know, accidentally. Eat, I have it. Eat an acorn. Yeah. I know what it is. What is it? Imagination. I don't know. Here's why. Why you what? could start? You could start imagining like fear. When Ugh. when you're when you're thinking of things like when when I'm taking Molly out at night or something, my imagination goes a little bit wild. And well, then, then positive I get... ma- imagination. But that's like saying you have to play with this toy okay, well, in this specific no, way. This is why Toys R Us doesn't exist. Toys are dangerous, <laughs> and you need there needed to have been a common sense person working at whatever everywhere everywhere. Uh, some other ones I'll go through them really quickly. Uh, the Empire Little Lady Stove. It was like the Easy Bake <laughs> Oven, but it got up to 600 degrees Fahrenheit. Can I tell you something? Yeah. 
two things. One, that is so hot. That's more than most household ovens. Two? You ready for this one? <laughs> I used to work, not trying to brag, but in high school, I worked at Domino's mm-hmm. Pizza. And we put pizzas would literally cook from raw ingredients to fully cooked too hot pizza in four and a half minutes because the ovens were at 495 degrees. Yeah, 600. 600 degrees? Yeah. That's so hot. Uh, slip and slide. We yeah. all know why slip and slide is dangerous. Terrible. Everybody gets hurt on a slip and slide. We made a homemade slip and slide in high school down uh, a hill in my mom and dad's yard, and we didn't use a bunch of water. We just used like three or four bottles of dish soap. Yeah. That was very fun. And then we walked to get Domino's after we were done, actually. And just were squeaky clean. Yeah, it smelled really good. <laughs> That's a safe toy. Uh, the Hannah Montana Pop Star card game. Why was this one bad? Um, well, it was okay, but it contained 3,000 parts per million of lead. Why? Were they still like using like lead-based paint <laughs> on Hannah Montana stuff? You got it. Okay. I, I feel like... How do these people get these toys made? I don't know. Yeah, they w- they have like little vinyl cards in the game. And it was, yeah, lead-based paint. That was over 3,000 per board. If our show does anything even remotely positive ever, I want it to be, I want some people to maybe listen to this episode. If they're ever around people in earshot saying, well, I can't wait to develop this new toy, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. If you want to develop a toy and you don't want to get the absolute number two suit out of you, talk to me and Lindsay and we will be your toy consultants from here on out. Uh, Some other ones, clackers. Do you remember clackers? They were a big toy in the 70s. They were basically a long string with two little balls on the end and you would flip them up and down (laughs) and they would clack together. I love the name of that toy. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember those. They were annoying, but basically they were acrylic balls. And if you clacked them too hard, the balls would shatter and tiny little shards could fly right into your face. Cool idea for a toy. Simple. Clack Uh, them. My favorite one, Rollerblade Barbie, which I had Rollerblade Barbie. Did you? Uh, Yeah, the problem with Rollerblade Barbie was that she had basically rollerblades on and (laughs) it would kind of like when you rolled her... It would spark. Um, that's oh. because they used a cigarette-like lighter device to, in her skates that would like basically shoot out sparks. And that's already not great. But also, if you roll it on a surface that is flammable, it would catch fire. And I, again, just make regular rollerblades. <laughs> just Yeah, I thought, but the thing that was when I was little, I was like, she has rollerblades on. And they spark when she rolls. Exactly. But like kids are so easily bought and sold. Bright lights, big loud noise from the clacking things or whatever. But like nowadays, if you see someone rollerblading and you see sparks flying out of their rollerblades. She, they're really killing it. I would think call an ambulance. Something <laughs> something bad is going to happen or has happened. That person needs my help. <laughs> Um, this one goes out to Dana Burger Thief because it's toy crossbows. Dana? Because we saw him not too long ago and they showed us a toy crossbow that he had. Um, it's basically a projectile launcher. Looks like a little mini crossbow, but it shoots toothpicks. It is is all, this is all the rage in China right now. But China actually is 
developing laws to crack down on these because they're seriously hurting people. I mean, in one video online, (laughs) that little tiny toothpick basically pierced a can from 60 feet away. Okay. And okay, when you shot the tiny crossbow. Me? Yeah. It ricocheted off of a box and went directly into my hair, just barely missing my face. So I 100% agree that this is a very dangerous little toy. I will say, I will say. You shoot toothpicks. I will say, okay, yes. (laughs) Yeah. They are fun. It could have shot into my face. I also like how our very very dear friends, Dana and Stephanie and Stephanie's brother Chuck, (laughs) they showed us this toy that I believe Dana got for... Christmas or something. Yeah, I think Steph got it from from him or something. So Steph's enabling dangerous Dana, Ugh. and Dana was dangerous like, Dana. It, Dana was like, "Hey, do you want to see this mini crossbow I got?" Also, let it be known, this is the second novelty crossbow Dana has owned in his life. So that's very yeah. weird. But Dana said, "Check this out. You've put toothpicks in it, and you can shoot them and stuff, and they like it really. It's dangerous." And I went, "Oh, that sounds fun." Yeah, he even explained sometimes he shoots them at the ceiling and they stick into the ceiling. Into drywall and plaster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, excited about it really quick right away. But (laughs) I was very bad at it. I think I even almost hit Stephanie one time. Yeah. It's a danger. It's a weapon, literally. (laughs) It's a weapon. (laughs) Hey, do you want to see this cute little weapon I got for Christmas? Well, just to take the blast or the crossbow off dana okay um my last one is just slingshots very dangerous why did we ever give kids slingshots as recently as 2006 which they won't recall slingshots they will not recall them they will not recall them because they're such a good seller and you know it's america and we can't do that (laughs) but as recently as 2006 they have recalled more than a hundred thousand different brands but they're still allowed to make them. I don't know. I mean, I know why, because they're making money, but that's also like, those are so dangerous. Yeah, well, the fact that there's 100,000 brands just being recalled that are making slingshots, and those aren't even all of them. Yeah. How many brands are out there? Over 100,000. Slingshot or- brands. <laughs> I remember once in high school, I remember uh, a kid we we knew saying, oh, after school, I'm going to get a good crossbow. Yeah. No, slingshot. Slingshot, I mean. Okay. Slingshot. I was going to say, wow. I'm going to go get a I real mean, crossbow. I mean, we grew up in the boonies, but we didn't have a lot of crossbows around there. <laughs> no, they were going to specifically buy like what I thought of at the time, you know, being 16 and not really knowing anything at all, going like, they're going to go buy a professional slingshot? Yeah. Dangerous. Just, I don't know. I think instead of the, the the whole question, what's the safest toy? It's what's the toy that offers the least amount of worry? And I think imagination. Imagination. <laughs> imagination. Well, if listeners, you have a toy story that maybe you want to tell us. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're allowed to say toy story. because Okay, it's, it's copyrighted. <laughs> toy if tale. you have a toy situation <laughs> that you found dangerous and you want to tell us, you can give us a call at our Haunted Hotline. Yeah, we would love to hear your toy, uh, your toy debacle. 
toy tales uh <laughs> you can call us 803-816-2667 please let us know some toy tales that were dangerous and not yeah. and but you know not maybe not that dangerous but i'm trying to think of personal stuff that where i've been hurt by a toy and i don't know I mean, trampoline, yeah, I've fallen off a trampoline. We had a pool. We got rid of the diving board. That wasn't really a toy, but people got hurt on the diving board. Yeah. Diving boards are always dangerous, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I have a toy that I got hurt by. I have a bunch. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Although, really quick, when I when I see skip it. Skip it. were dangerous. Skip it would tear your ankle apart. Speaking of toys with the word it in it, uh-huh. I brought this up a while ago, but... One toy I never thought was dangerous that I had a lot of fun with was Bop It. Yeah, but I why is that Bop dangerous? It. it wasn't really. Oh. That's what I'm saying. It was like perfectly safe. You could use it as a clubbing tool. That's true. Yeah, you absolutely could, huh? Yeah, it could be a weapon. You hit someone and it's going, twist it. <laughs> Pass it. <laughs> twist it. I love that game. Well, Linz, do you want to twist it? Or, yeah, maybe just twist it into the haunted housekeeping zone. Yeah. And we'll just talk about a bunch of cool stuff. And then we'll come back and then, hey, more cool stuff. Okay, cool. I'm into (laughs) cool stuff. Sick, dude. So cool. All right. Well, we will see each and every one of you in the haunted housekeeping zone in three, two, one. Oh, well, hey, how are you? Shucks, thanks for joining us here in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. If you want to check out some more about our show, or perhaps even check out some merchandise we have for sale that Lindsay designed. Lindsay, say hi. Hi. That one, that Lindsay who just said hi, you can go to SpookySpousesCast.com and do some clicking and scrolling and check out a bunch of fun stuff. You can even check us out on social media at Spooky underscore Spouses as well. We also are a proud member of the Scavengers Network. Scavengers Network is a big group of friendly, awesome, great, not necessarily all spooky, but we're spooky, so it's cool. And we have a Patreon. (laughs) You can donate anything from a dollar to one million dollars. We said if you donate, what, was it like $2,000, you can even come live with us if you want. So, you know, just do your thing. You can find that at patreon.com slash the scavengers network if you'd like to get a bunch of free bonus content. We do it all the time, so it's pretty funny. We do, yeah. It can be anything from stuff related to our show, silly little ideas we have. It doesn't matter. You can get access to a bunch of bonus content, discounts in the Scavengers Network merch store, early access for some cool, fun projects we have coming up. Anything, really. We joke and giggle. Yeah, there's like jokes on it. And giggles. (laughs) Stuff like tee-hee-hee and ha-ha-ha. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Again, the website is patreon.com slash the scavengers network. Hey, while you're checking out the uh, scavengers network and say you're sitting around and you're like, you know, really love donating to this Patreon, but my shirt, it sucks. <laughs> I want a cool shirt. I'm going to head on over to discountcemetery.com and peep me some really cool shirts. Yeah, the owners of Discount Cemetery are very cool people and very nice, and we like them a lot. They have shirts from if Stanley Kubrick faked, faked the moon landing, Psycho, The Burbs, all sorts of horror-related and horror-adjacent shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and stickers and all sorts of cool stuff. They fit so comfortable. They're so cozy, and they 
They're hand-printed. They are. They are hand-printed in California. How fun is that? Lindsay and I both together own about four to 5,000 pieces of their merchandise. Yeah, we own pieces that don't even exist. That's true. We even took a bunch of plain white t-shirts and just wrote Discount Cemetery on them <laughs> so people would think that we were cool. You can go to DiscountCemetery.com and help support some really friendly, local, wonderful humans. And hey, while you're wearing some really cool t-shirts, whether they're Spooky Spouses one or Discount Cemetery ones, or you're wearing a Scavengers Network hat or whatever, and you're just feeling so generous and you're thinking, I wish the room I was in smelt impossibly good. Because right now it sucks. And it smells a little bit like, I don't know, crap. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to jmeeks-apothecary.com. That's J-M-E-E-K-S-apothecary.com and get yourself some gothic looking candles, some resin incense, some fun stuff that smells even funner. Some Palo Santo, which is always my favorite. That's true. It does smell very good and it's cool to burn and you look very mysterious when you burn it. That is jmeeks-apothecary.com. Just, you know, if you're feeling like supporting a lot of independent creatives, you now have a lot of places to go and do that thing. Lastly, if you have a question, just any question, and you want to call and ask us, you can do that. It can be spooky related. It could be a question about what cryptid is the cutest. It could be, you know, my shirt sucks and I need the name of that really, really cool LA company again. You can call us at our haunted hotline at 80 803- 813-816-BOOZE or 803-816-2667. We've had calls about time travel. We've had calls about a haunted can of tuna fish. We've had multiple calls about a bunch of raccoons that live under an apartment complex that are scheming to probably take over a small area in Georgia. You can call us about whatever you want, whenever you want. You can even text us and we'll answer your voicemail or your text on an upcoming episode of our show. And we'll try to help you out as best as we can. But, you know, it, you know, it might not go awesome. All we'll say is don't have a lot of don't have very high expectations and maybe just, it kind, you know, you'll get what you get. But we love them. We do love them and they're very fun and we love them a lot. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. How scary. I'm scared. Yeah, me too. And now here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. SNBN News, I'm Bourbon Brosvin. We're receiving reports that a group calling itself the Scavengers Network is plotting some kind of an independent podcast showcase on Twitch.tv starting May 21st of this year. SNBN correspondent Tutley Crocus is on the scene. Good morning, Tutley. Good morning, Brosvin. Panic and excitement in the streets here today as word spreads of what the locals are calling the SNP Showcase, set to happen over the weekend of May 21st. I'm here with Yurta Burblingwork, a local business owner and self-described podcast enthusiast. Yurta, tell me, what is this SNP Showcase and what precautions are you taking? Hello, Tutley. I'm honestly a bit nervous because I only listen to the big name podcasts, you know, like the red hair funny guy from TV and the big dumb wrestling guy from Fear Factor. So I am intimidated. Apparently, they're going to pack a whole weekend full of live shows, videos and other stuff from like smaller independent creators on something called Twitch. And that just scares the daylights out of me. I'll be honest. 
I see. And they're calling this the Snip Showcase. What exactly are they snipping? I don't know, Tutley, but if I know one thing, it's that twitching and snippiness ain't a good sign. Somebody gave me a sticker that said snipshowcase.com, but I'll be honest, I've been too afraid to type that in anywhere. Thank you, Yerda. SNBN News, I'm Tutley Crocus. Back to you, Brosvin. Thank you, Tutley. During that interview, our IT department has loaded snipshowcase.com onto a secure virtual machine. It seems to contain all of the information pertaining to this weekend-long live-streamed podcast event. Our analysts are working to figure out what this could mean. I'm Bourbon Brosvin. Stay tuned to SNBN for more updates. Welcome back, every person. What's like, suh, dude? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, do you have a greeting that you like a lot? Uh, that you like saying and that you like hearing, too? Maybe they're different? I don't know. I think you just say hi. I like saying, oh, hey. I think that's good. Yeah, but I you say sp- that one, too. Oh, hey. Hey, y'all. That's a good one. Yeah, All right, that's cool. That's it. All right. Do you want to actually end the show? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we should. Just forever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really quick. I was thinking about this when when you were talking about it a second ago. Whenever I see anyone going off a diving board, even when it's, you know, in the Olympics or whatever, I always think it looks like they're about to get seriously hurt. Yeah, they're dangerous. I will never go to any public diving or Olympic event where there is diving boards or anything, because I know every single time I see someone jump off, I'd go, call an ambulance or like, is someone going to do anything? I'd want to like yell that at them to like... Like, is no one going to help? Oh, they're fine. Okay. Whew. Okay. I'll just wear my um lighter sparking rollerblades and just make sure the situation stays good. Or that you can like divert everyone's attention from then yeah. diving. You can maybe start small fires as you rollerblade. Yeah, but they'll splash. So then it'll put my fires out and it'll be fine. You and I, that would be quite the dynamic duo to have at some mm-hmm. Olympic event. Yeah. The safety people. Yeah. We, I would love it when it comes to safety. People would pass their ideas by us really first. Really first, really quick, really first, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, they obviously aren't using safety people at toy companies, so... No, exactly. Yeah, there's no safety team. It's just, you know, in I just can't get over that. In giant companies that make giant monies, you know that every single decision that's made to the public has to go through multiple people, multiple layers of decision-making and paper signing and legalities and whatever. Right, but... Like how we were just talking, okay, if a Toys R Us had to have one safe product, we couldn't think of anything. So it's like they have to come up with things and I guess just put it out there. But it's, yeah, there's some stuff that's just common sense where you're like, yeah, maybe don't give someone an oven that goes up to 600 degrees. That is a really good point. I guess if you're trying to move product, you really don't want to sort of dirty it up by selling a bunch of you know, safe toys. Right. That would be like a pizza place offering like a bunch of neutral ingredients. Like, and no kids want the safe toys. And nobody wants a neutral tasting pizza. No. Even a cheese pizza is good. It's like, not like, do you want these crappy ingredients on this thing? If you gave someone the option to like, here's a teddy bear with no plastic eyes and no weird stuffing and it's really securely made... Or here's a tiny little crossbow that shoots toothpicks that could pierce a pop can. 
60 feet away. Now this little buddy the can pierce a pop can. <laughs> the kid is not going to choose the cuddly little bear. No, I would want to pierce a pop can for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, speaking of piercing pop cans, I want to know if you want to know about, uh, well, basically TikTok. <laughs> Is that your scary topic this I week? I was trying to... What's Alliteration is the word. I was trying to... Because there was two P's in piercing pop cans, and there's two T's in TikTok. Okay. Like the so app, I was trying to make a the joke. The application. The application on your cellular cellular okay. phone. I don't, I don't have a TikTok. I don't really understand a TikTok. I'm not opposed to it. I just don't get it. Like, I would need a 15-year-old like kid to sit down with me and explain why it's cool yeah but then i even feel like that i know for a fact like i'm thinking of our 16 year old cousin Mm -hmm. i'm thinking of him specifically if you and i were to schedule a meeting with him in his busy schedule yeah (laughs) to go will you tell us about tiktok and why it's cool or whatever i feel like two things might happen one you and i could ruin tiktok for everybody yeah because he would be like, my irrelevant relatives want to know about tick. It's it's over, everyone. It's over. Yeah. Or you and I would get so overwhelmed with TikTok information that we'd be like, I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to stick to checking my email. Thanks. Yeah, that's a good point because it's like, let the TikTok be the kids' little secret thing, hangout. Yes. Because if like the older people start flooding it, it's going to be like Facebook and they're not going to want to have anything to do with it anymore. This might be surprising to a lot of you out there. Uh, well, I guess depending on how old you are, Facebook actually used to be really cool in like 2005. Yeah. It used to be, you know what? It used to be fleek. Yeah. It was like college. Cool. You had to have a college email account. Yeah, you did. Facebook used to be fleek bay. And yeah, now but it was it's... like judging girls or something. So it really oh, wasn't yeah. that cool. Facebook actually has never been cool. You know what? You're right. We've solved it. <laughs> I like MySpace because you could do top. You could have, here are my eight friends I like. <laughs> let, let them have TikTok, I guess. Yeah, keep TikTok. I don't want it. I'll stick to email. Okay. <laughs> so this is, from, this is from the subreddit Paranormal, okay. which is good. I, I'm also making a conscious effort to bring more paranormal stuff back into our show because I feel like there's just so much strange and unusual in the world yeah. and macabre and weird and... I'm trying, but I haven't found a lot of good stuff. Okay. I'm trying, though. Because I feel like everybody's been stuck at home, even yeah, no the spirits. One's, no one's going to look at a castle these All days. All the spirits are like, where is everyone? No one's going to Bobby Mackey's. I have no one to haunt. No. I'm lonely. Can you imagine how much it's going to pop off when people are allowed to do go, do paranormal investigations again? And all the ghosts are just going to have all this pent up ghost energy? Oh, yeah, true. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> They're going to rip your head off with their ghosts. It's not really positive energy. It's just spirit energy, I guess. Just charged. Charged up. Yeah, they're going to charge your head off. Yeah. You bozo. (laughs) Your feet are going to charge off your legs. You have to, but then call them a name. You bimbos. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Okay. We're going to start a side podcast called Slam Club, where we call people bozos and bimbos. Oh. Okay, I don't know if you knew that, but we are. Okay, this is from the subreddit Paranormal, and it's from the Reddit user Skinny Bone Man, which is funny. I like Skinny Bone Man. (laughs) It reminds me of some Undertale character. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. The title is, 
I do not believe in anything paranormal, but something weird happened to me in the last 30 mins. Not minutes. Mm. Mins. So they're obviously... they were really trying to type it out really fast. Exactly. They don't have time to write minutes. Okay. Like, I need to get the story out. Here we go. My parents are working from home now. Oops, I already messed the story up. My parents are working from home and I just quit my full-time job because I start school full-time in the next couple of weeks. I woke up around 10.30 this morning and got up to go check on what my parents were up to. That's sleeping in pretty late. It is. I woke up and said, sup fam, feeling fleek? That's what I said. Yeah, is that Uh, what you said or is that the story? Here we go, continuing on. Okay. Due to COVID, they are both... Due to COVID, they are both working from home. My father was out, but my mom was working at the table we have in the dining room. I decided to sit with her in the chair across from her and talk for a bit. Okay, nice morning chat. I just started scrolling through TikToks on my phone, and all of a sudden, everything around my phone was covered in what seemed to be a giant white light. Not like someone flashed headlights at our house, or even if they did, the sun is shining bright so it wouldn't make much of a difference. I immediately look up at my mom, and we were both giving each other this look like, WTF? But they actually wrote the swear word out. Oh. So, <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, wow. You didn't okay. have enough time to write minutes, but you had enough time to write that out? To write the bad one? Okay. Whew, you know what I say to that? What the heck? Yeah. Okay, pardon me. So we did the WTF thing, and soon after, we actually said WTF. <laughs> okay. So they so looked they- at each other, and they had the look of it. And then they said it. And then they said it. Yeah. What's that one, Shania Twain? You got the look, but have you got the touch? And then instead of got the touch, have you got the swears? And they both did. There we go. Sitting in chairs and we got the swears. It don't impress me much. (laughs) I don't swear that much. (laughs) But when I do, it's kind of a deal. Something and some swears and swears. (laughs) This was like... Okay, so they both swore at each other. They both said the F word at each other. Okay. This was like a very bright flash, not anything a phone could produce. It looked to have immense energy behind it, almost like a lightning strike, but concentrated into this room. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what happened, and the internet is not giving me any answers other than my eyes and having something wrong, which I know is false since my mom and I both saw this at the same time. So before I get into, there are some answers here. Okay. Do you, what's your theory? Looking at some TikToks, peeping, yeah. peeping, peeping the talks. And then all of a sudden... The whole house like floods with this bright white light. Just the room. Just the dining room. And it was daytime. It was daytime. Oh, yeah, because it was like 10 a.m. or something. Let's say it's 1030 and then we're walking through. Let's just say it's around 11 a.m. Sun was shining bright. A bunch of light just poured into this room Mm -hmm. uh, like you were, you know, I mean, if we're relating to people who use TikTok, like you just turn the brightness slider up on an Instagram post Mm -hmm. um, and just really washed the room out and then brought it back to Reg. And then they both looked and they knew they were going to swear. And they said, we're going to say it. How long did this last? Does it say how long the light lasts? I mean, enough for a look of swear and a say of swear. Mm -hmm. Yes. It does Mm. not say how long the light lasted, but... 
yeah, enough to both look at each other and go, I think we're about to swear at the same time. <laughs> and then they swear. And then they both say. And they sweared. At the swear at the, at the, at the same time. Okay. Yeah, they both said the F word at the same time. And it's well, an episode setting. Okay, so my thought process is like a car drove by and the sun reflected off that car and it came in. No, something, Something blew up. Like Where? In the house, like a piece of electricity or something. Like a plug sparked or something. I, I just like the idea though, that something did blow up and they didn't even mention Maybe that. They had a Barbie roller skater and it blew it was just coming in hot and it blew up. It must it might have been coming in hot. Um or they were looking at their screens too long and they both like looked up and they couldn't focus. I don't know. And they both swore. They both swore at each other. Here are some ex explanations or no so sorry some theories okay as to what this could be from the reddit from the reddit community it's been a long time since we've talked since, since we've recorded a show i know i'm having um, a hard time talking this episode i feel like i have mumble mouth majorly i feel like my mouth knows how fast it can go usually but my brain is like what are we doing yeah, we've been snowed in for like a week and we've been playing Stardew Valley. Yeah, we just, uh, not trying to brag, we just downloaded the Stardew Valley update and we can play local split screen co-op in the same house and it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I've also been giving saxophone lessons out in the woods in the snow and I just, you know, I feel, my head feels silly. So what are the explanations? Okay, here we go. I thought of the possibility of a phone malfunction, but it's probably not. Okay. Okay. So n- literally... No help at all. Well, because I thought about that, too. I'm like, what if they were playing on their phone, looking at TikTok, and they a- they accidentally turned on their flashlight? I thought that, too. But they also said it wasn't their phone flashlight. Okay. And I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to, like, dig into this story. Because what if it was something unexplained? Okay. The flashlight at 11 a.m. wouldn't do much. And I don't know if that would warrant a simultaneous look of swear and say of swear. Yeah. Um, this one person says your phone flash went into torch mode briefly. No, we don't think that was it. This person, Zupa Savage 90 says this happened to me one time when I was a kid, probably no, probably no older than five or six. I was at my grandparents' house, my mom, dad, and younger brother, and we were sitting at the dining room table, another dining room table. It's always the dining room table. So swear at my parents and grandparents were having coffee and out of nowhere, The whole house filled with a bright light and went off. It just disappeared. Very strange, but I remember it like it was yesterday. And then some people are saying, have you asked any of any people in the glitch in the matrix subreddit? And have you asked any people in the high strangeness one? We have another story, though. Okay. From the same post? No, from Coveman, which I believe might be a cool spelling of cavemen, but Hmm. I'm not sure. Because they live in coves. Oh, well, yeah, I guess that and makes that sense. caves. Yeah, just a little cove. Cool. Yeah, and also cuter. <laughs> yeah, probably more dangerous, though. Probably. Yeah. You're exposing elements. A lot of them. Get in a cave. Probably a lot of swears that happen in the cove. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> this person says, I had similar experience when I was little, around seven. Uh, I don't know what this means. They said, when I was around seven, plus negative one. So does that mean when they were six? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar experience when I was either seven oh, or man, negative one. That's too hard for me to. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why someone would. Okay. When I was either six or negative one. Here yeah. we go. At one point during the night, I checked my watches. I didn't have a phone, but back then, but watches 
This person says the H word and then they say yes. Watches? I do love a good watch. Heck yes. I'm into watches. I do like watches. I don't want to wear them. Don't want to wear one. But whenever I see one, I go, I'd love a watch. I would wear one. I just, every time I go to buy one, I'm like, do I really need this watch? I have a phone. But I would love to wear a watch. You and I have both said some pointless stuff (laughs) on this episode. You're just noticing this now? I guess specifically. Episode 144, you're noticing that we just say pointless stuff? Continue. It was around 12 a.m. I sat down on bed thinking I want to grab some water when suddenly a bright light surrounded my whole room. There were no shadows or anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Suddenly it stopped. And this person even says I was like WTF, but they but they wrote out WTF. Mm. And it was suddenly 3 a.m. Whoa. So they like voided into something. Yes. And then they close their story by saying weird S word didn't happen again. So I didn't really put too much attention into it. What do you mean? It was midnight. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's no shadows in your room because the because the light is so bright. It's 3 a.m., mm-hmm. but then it never happened again. So you're like, eh, whatever. That would change. That would literally change the trajectory of my entire life. If that happened to me when I was 7 or negative 1, I would not be the same person I am today. I would be radically different. Yeah, because it would be something you probably would always think about. Like, why did that happen? I would be, I think, facially, uh, in terms of like my facial hair, I would be very unkempt. Uh, I would be very, yeah. I would be more nervous than I already am. I would hate when it was midnight. Yeah, that w- I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just pass that off. Some other people uh, say maybe you got abducted by aliens really quick. One person just says TikTok is getting out of control. Uh, mm. One person says angels. Otherwise, I don't know. Someone said alien abduction. I'm actually not joking. This whole scenario sounds like a classic abduction. Your memory is wiped. So you don't perceive the time difference. I'm still open to the possibility of being wrong. I'm just giving you a more nut job take. Okay. Yeah. The thing I don't, I didn't think alien abduction because, well, the second story could be more plausible because they had a gap in time, but the other stories had no gaps in time. True. I mean, I know there's the whole theory of like, oh, they could just, you know, you wouldn't even recognize it could be seconds that they have you, whatever. But I just think like, okay, if aliens exist and they can't abduct you like that, I just don't think that they could do seconds, thoroughly research you and then send you back. I don't think so either. But then again, we don't know their technology. Yeah. We don't know it. We don't know it. Maybe the aliens have a toy that's dangerous out there and it's just a light flasher. Turn it off. Turn that thing off. (laughs) You're going to blind people. They're going to know we're aliens here. (laughs) Hello? Hey, bleep blorp. Turn off your light. Oh, sorry, glip glorp. I don't know. It's weird. I haven't heard about anything like that before. Here's another story. Oh. Really quick. And this so there's is a lot of stories. All in the comments. So whether or not, like, you know, we, we think this stuff is real or not or whatever, or it's people just playing pretend, even if it's all pretend, have more fun. Play pretend always. But I think, you know, we have the show because we do like the strange and unusual. Mm-hmm. And if there are so many people going, oh, I actually have a story that's similar to that, almost identical, it makes me think there might be some weird, unexplained phenomena happening here. Whether or not it's extraterrestrial or not, 
something weird's going on, well, probably. Well, I think it would be, like, so silly of us to basically make toys with toxic chemicals in them and give them to our children, but say we don't believe in aliens. Exactly. There's even a Harvard scientist that I have a story from that I'm probably going to be talking about sooner or later if I don't lose it in my screenshots. Okay. That says aliens are real. A Harvard, right. a Harvard scientist. Here's this story by Reddit user, I need vitamin C. Okay, well... <laughs> I hope okay. after after you made your account, you got some. Yeah, well, if they're seeing a bright light, then maybe it's because they don't have any vitamin C. <laughs> uh, here's the story. I was taking my date home after prom. It was about 11.30 p.m. Made a quick stop and got back on the road. About two minutes later, after heading towards the main road, everything became super bright, almost like a spotlight was on us, but everything was illuminated as far as the eye could see. Bright white light. I had a sunroof and opened it, and there were no helicopters or anything shining down from the sky. My date started crying. We made the 15-minute drive in about six minutes. Well, well that's dangerous. You're absolutely right. Hmm. There's someone that said exact same thing happened to me years ago in Victoria, Australia. Just for a fraction of a second, everything flashed unnaturally bright. I was outside, so it definitely wasn't lightning, electrical, etc. I have speculated that, that it may have even been day, a daytime meteor. I had a lot of trouble huh. with that last sentence, but I think you get the idea. This person was saying this happened to me weeks ago. My coworker experienced it right next to me. The only reasonable thing we could think of is that we are about a mile away from an airport. A lot of planes flying over our workplace. We thought maybe the sun hit a plane just right and reflected. I don't know. Still seemed far-fetched. This person said their dad experienced this. There's multiple, I mean, there's like five more stories about this entire thing that people shared. Yeah, I feel like this reminds me of the whole sky trumpet thing. Yes. Where it's just this weird thing that is actually happening and a bunch of people are seeing it. And there's weird, some weird scientific reason that's probably scary yeah. of why this is happening and nobody wants to tell us about it. Yeah, I feel like if there is a real reason, it's probably terrifying and I would rather know the not real reason. Just like sky I, trumpets. See, I would rather know the real reason. Classic Libra. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know the answers. I want to play I pretend I would bust forever. out my CSI forensic kit, and I would get fingerprints of everybody in the house, and then I would go, I wonder what sky trumpets are all about. You try you try fingerprinting leaves on the top of trees, <laughs> or if a bird flew by, you try to uh, get it with a little bit of your fingerprint dust. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's basically all I have. I had a few other things to talk about, but you know, that one just... There was a lot to it. There's a lot in yeah. there. It seems like it's a very common thing, apparently. I've never had it happen to me, ever. You? Mm-mm. No, not even close. Not that I remember. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it did happen to me, and I don't remember. We had a weird thing happen when I was younger that was quite literally the opposite. We had it where all the lights in my mom and dad's house got really, really dim. Got a brownout, is what the people called it. A yeah. brownout. And then we looked outside and a telephone pole <laughs> fell over and some electrical wires uh, also fell. Yeah. And then all of our power was out. But we had a brownout for a minute, mm -hmm. which is like the not cool version of what happened to these people. There was a big brownout, blackout. Like, I think it was when we were in high school or maybe a little older. It was 2003. It was like 
days that like a lot of people did not have power. I didn't have power. I went to a friend's house that had a generator in their house. It was multiple states, I think. I think like Pennsylvania, New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now that sounds like alien activity. Yeah. (laughs) Bleep lorp. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, interesting. I think that's the end of our show. Okay. Is that okay with you? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Anything you want to get off your chest really quick? No, I mean, if we start bringing up stuff, it's never going to end, you know? Yeah, classic. Classic us. Classic. You experience stuff, you hold it in. Yeah. Well, speaking of letting it out, musically, we would like to thank uh, Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard and the new music at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. He is gentle and thoughtful and good. We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. Scavengers Network is a beautiful, bouncing, uh, <laughs> bright lights group of people, including us, um, of podcast. And you can find that at thescavengersnetwork.com. That's right. We also have some really exciting news coming up for the Scavengers Network in general. Stay tuned uh, or mark your calendars for the weekend of May 21st, 22nd, and the 23rd, I believe. We're doing a gigantic Scavengers Network indie podcasting showcase. It's going to be this weekend of a bunch of live stream events and all and all sorts of cool stuff so you can get to know the creators, the people behind the scenes, etc. A lot more on that soon, but we're very excited about it. And we'll be there too. We will be. Doing and- something probably weird and silly. Yeah, we have an idea, and we think it'll be good. Yeah. We we would also like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for telling your friends about the show, for being so kind and supportive and nice. Thanks for being weird with us. Yes, always thanks for being weird with us. And uh, until we release another episode, I guess just, like, stay chill. Stay frosty, dudes. Yeah, like super frost-like. If you're feeling, if you're, if you're having, having a, an, an inner dilemma and you're thinking, would it make sense if I did or did not wheeze the juice? I think wheeze the juice. I guess so. I don't know if we can say that because that's a trademarked. Is wheeze the juice a trademark, trademarked change? From Tolly Moore. From Tolly Moore. <laughs> <laughs> P, I'm Petey Shore. <laughs> uh, make sure you whiz the drink. Hey, there- <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. We've both been Petey Shore, and make sure you whiz the drink. This is why we have to end the episode, because if you ever hang out with us, we're probably going to talk your face off. (laughs) Well, until next week, make sure you're all whizzing the drink, and we'll (laughs) see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. you want to test your mic maybe say a few things about technology technology uh dictionary technology and dictionaries
I realize when you test your microphone out, you like to rhyme a bunch of words. Yeah, just me trying to figure out how to be a human. Well, why don't you... Humans, they rhyme, right? Why don't you... What are some of your favorite things about technology? Um, it's they glow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> they do things. What's they? Every the, piece of technology? The technology. Yeah. Yeah. And they are sciency. Okay. It's really hard for you not to end words with a Y, isn't it? Yeah. In general. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? No. I'm trying to get these levels right over yeah. here. <laughs> I don't think I no I don't think I fully understand technology. All right. Like I don't know why I like it. It's just there. Thanks, Lens. Okay. The Scavengers Network. Creator driven. Community focused. Treasured content. Podcube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With Podcube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with Podcube. Listen for yourself to the flagship Podcube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery. Recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Big well.